With great power comes great responsibility. Awesome Spider-Man quote. Concealed carry permits grant people the right to bear arms discreetly, enhancing personal safety. The ability to recognize and prioritize threats can't be overstated, as it plays a pivotal role in responsibly exercising this right. Today, we're going to cover some tactics to help keep you safe. So, let's get to it. Hey, you scallywags. Welcome to our Pirate Talks Guns podcast. I'm your host, John Sello, the president and lead instructor at the Tactical Pirate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. There's certainly no doubt that it's a dangerous world out there. You just have to watch the news or visit any of the social networks to see that the journalist credo of, if it bleeds, it leads, is in its heyday. As concealed permit holders, we navigate this dangerous society better armed to respond to those who would do us harm than our non-gun-toting brethren. But too many people believe that merely carrying a gun is enough. Nothing could be further from the truth. Over the course of my life, I've run ambulances in Milwaukee and Chicago, and I've been in law enforcement. So I've had an up-close and personal view of the damage one person can inflict on another. A recurrent theme that I've heard from victims when talking about their assailants was, he came out of nowhere. Nobody comes out of nowhere. They were there all along, and the victims either just didn't see them, or they failed to, or refused to, recognize the danger their attacker represented. So, merely carrying a gun does not, in fact, keep you safe. Being aware of your surroundings and positioning yourself to be able to use your gun if necessary is what keeps you safe. I recently taught a class for my church safety team on threat recognition and de-escalation tactics. While the class was primarily aimed at protecting a static location, the church, a lot of threat recognition tactics also apply to the concealed permit holder in public places. Recognizing a threat in advance gives you the opportunity to come up with a plan to effectively neutralize it or, even better, avoid it entirely. To do this, you have to be paying attention to your surroundings and be aware of the subtle clues threats give off. The one thing I push in all my defensive classes is situational awareness. The more information you have going into an encounter, the better prepared you can be to navigate through it. Pilots and owners of newer vehicles have a thing called a heads-up display. This projects information about various systems and functions on a piece of glass directly in front of the pilot so he doesn't have to take his eyes off a threat he is engaging. People these days carry what I call a head-up ass display, commonly referred to as a smartphone. While a heads-up display gives a pilot great situational awareness, the head-up ass display completely eliminates it. Instead of keeping their heads on a swivel, and taking in as much information as they can about the environment and potential threats, they're buried in their phone screens, texting, watching videos, or whatever. 
If you want to have advanced warning that just may keep you alive, stay off your phone in public. If you have to take a call or respond to a text, wait until you're someplace secure. If you're walking down the street, maintain your situational awareness. Now I've thrown that term at you several times now, so what does it mean? Situational awareness is a dynamic skill that involves being fully cognizant of one's surroundings. Environmental awareness requires a heightened sensitivity to the physical space you occupy. This includes recognizing potential hiding spots, escape routes, and understanding how elements like lighting and terrain can impact visibility. This enhances your tactical awareness. Tactical awareness involves anticipating and planning for potential threats. It requires an understanding of human behavior and the ability to read subtle cues that may indicate danger. Developing effective situational awareness is akin to creating a mental map that constantly updates, allowing carry permit holders to navigate their environment with confidence. Well, that's a long-winded way of saying pay attention to what is going on around you. Identifying potentially threatening behavior requires a sharp eye for detail. Unusual movements and signs of nervousness or aggression are obvious and should raise immediate concerns. These behaviors serve as red flags and should prompt you to heighten your vigilance. Profiling potential threats involves going beyond isolated actions. It entails recognizing patterns of suspicious activity. By understanding the consistency of certain behaviors, individuals can better assess the level of risk. Additionally, trusting one's intuition adds an extra layer of defense. Now, while we've evolved beyond the thag getting apprehensive when hearing a T-Rex roar, we still have gut instincts. Gut feelings and instincts often serve as valuable tools in threat recognition, providing an intuitive sense of potential danger that complements the observable cues. This combination of keen observation, pattern recognition, and intuitive awareness forms a comprehensive strategy for identifying and responding to potential threats effectively. Recognizing behavior patterns that indicate the presence of concealed weapons is an art that stems from a combination of experience and training. Uh, picture an individual in a crowded public space displaying erratic behavior, frequently adjusting their clothing, or displaying signs of extreme nervousness. Such behavior may suggest an attempt to conceal a weapon. A trained observer can identify these subtle patterns, providing a valuable early warning system for potential threats. This skill extends beyond a casual glance, requiring a vigilant eye for abnormal actions that may otherwise go unnoticed. The ability to identify visual cues associated with someone having a concealed weapon is an essential aspect of threat recognition. Imagine an individual whose clothing seems to bulge unusually or exhibits an inconsistent outline. These visual cues may indicate the presence of a concealed firearm. 
Permit holders, through diligent training, develop a heightened awareness of these subtleties. We all play the is-he-carrying game, or at least we should. This keen eye for detail allows for the discrete identification of potential threats without unnecessarily escalating a situation. It's a skill that requires not only knowledge of firearm shapes, but also an acute sensitivity to variations in clothing that may suggest hidden weaponry. This expanded insight emphasizes the importance of a multifaceted approach to identifying concealed weapons. By understanding both behavioral patterns and visual cues, concealed carry permit holders enhance their ability to assess potential threats accurately and responsibly. It underscores the commitment to continuous improvement and ongoing training, ensuring that individuals are well prepared to navigate a variety of situations while upholding the principles of firearm safety. Assessing surroundings for potential threats is essential. Identifying high-risk areas and evaluating crowd dynamics aids in preemptive threat recognition, enhancing overall situational awareness. Identifying attempts to divert attention is crucial. Understanding common distraction techniques and staying focused on surroundings ensures heightened awareness. Is that disturbance in the far corner intended to distract you from a threat from another direction? Verbal threats can be subtle yet crucial indicators of potential danger. Mastery in identifying aggressive verbal cues empowers concealed carry permit holders to assess situations with a heightened level of awareness. Understanding the nuances of tone and volume in verbal communication is akin to deciphering a hidden language. A sudden escalation in tone or an unusually high volume may indicate heightened emotions, signaling potential hostility. For instance, a sudden shift from a calm conversation to a louder, more aggressive tone might serve as a red flag. Is the guy at the next table excited about finally getting his Belgian waffles with strawberries? Or maybe he wants to cut off your face and wear it as a hat, and you don't want that. Look for underlying causes. The choice of words can be a powerful indicator of intent. Specific threatening language whether explicit or implied, demands attention. For example, phrases that suggest harm, intimidation, or the expression of malicious intent should be treated with the utmost seriousness. Recognizing these linguistic cues allows concealed carry permit holders to assess the potential threat level in a given situation. Now let me take a minute to tell you about a veteran-owned business you need to check out. Are you looking for a part for your gun? Maybe a magazine or an optic? Maybe a whole new gun? Let me point you towards Jaden Guns and Ammo. Located in Yankton, South Dakota, a father and son had a vision to create a veteran, minority-owned firearms and ammunition retail and manufacturing platform. Their goal is to provide affordable and reliable firearms and ammunition for recreational use, law enforcement, military, and self-defense applications. So if you're in the area, drop in and pick up what you need. If you're not local, visit them on the web 
you'll be glad you did when you see their selection and prices. So go ahead and fill your shopping cart up. Again, that's Jaden Guns and Ammo. Links to their website, Facebook page, YouTube channel, and other info are in the show notes. A key skill for permit holders is the art of verbal de-escalation. This involves using calming and empathetic language to diffuse tension. Acknowledging concerns, expressing understanding, and seeking common ground can often diffuse a potentially volatile situation. For instance, calmly addressing the aggressor with phrases like, I understand you're upset and I want to find a resolution can redirect the conversation away from confrontation and prevent the situation from becoming something like an especially dark episode of the Three Stooges. Verbal communication extends beyond words. Body language plays a crucial role. Permit holders should be attuned to their own body language as well as that of others. Adopting non-confrontational postures such as maintaining an open stance and avoiding aggressive gestures, can contribute to de-escalation. Mirroring non-threatened body language helps create an environment conducive to resolution rather than conflict. An unfortunately rising trend these days is carjacking. How do you go about handling something like that? Recognizing threats in transit goes beyond being aware of potential carjackings. It involves a comprehensive approach to personal safety while on the move. Carjackings are not always brazen attacks. They can be subtle, involving manipulation or coercion. Understanding the signs of a potential threat while in a vehicle requires a combination of vigilance and strategic thinking. Safe practices for drivers encompass not only defensive driving, but also a proactive mindset. This includes being mindful of the routes taken, avoiding high-risk areas when possible, and having a plan in case of unexpected incidents. In essence, vehicle security for concealed carry permit holders extends beyond the car itself. It involves a holistic approach to personal safety and transit. And if you've never practiced shooting from inside a vehicle, find an instructor that can teach you how to do this. And one thing that people have a difficult time wrapping their minds around is the fact that in a lethal situation, your car is expendable. Bang up the fenders getting out of the kill zone if you have to. Use it as cover if you're forced out of it. Use it as a weapon if it comes down to that. The muzzle energy of a 115-grain, 9mm round, traveling at 1,200 feet per second, is 380 foot-pounds. A 2000 Honda Accord at 3,280 pounds, traveling at 30 miles per hour, has a muzzle energy of 98,682 foot-pounds. Choose your weapon wisely. Given all this information, incorporate it in your overall self-defense plan. Developing a tactical mindset involves stress inoculation and mental rehearsal techniques. 
Mental preparedness is a fundamental aspect of effective threat recognition. Creating a personalized emergency plan involves establishing communication protocols and identifying escape routes and safe havens. Preparedness is the cornerstone of effective threat mitigation. Adapting to evolving threat landscapes necessitates staying informed on local crime trends and adjusting strategies to changing threat dynamics. The importance of regular training is key. Proficiency in firearm use and scenario-based training hone skills, fostering confidence and readiness. If you're confident in your gear and your abilities, you'll perform better under the stress of a violent encounter. For permit holders, there is no better training than shooting in IDPA matches. The International Defensive Pistol Association conducts matches that are scenario-based. Shooting in one will give you the opportunity to practice all the skills you may need in a gunfight. Along with evaluating your marksmanship skills, you'll be moving, shooting, reloading, and exercising target discretion as you'll be confronted with no-shoot or friendly targets. These are skills you won't develop just standing at the firing line, plugging away mindlessly at a target. Now, don't take these lessons as paranoia. I'm not suggesting you need to move about in public in a state of terror. Just understand that there are people out there who do not share the same values about life and property that we have, and do your best to avoid them. And if you can't avoid them, make sure you're in a position to mitigate a threat to the best of your abilities. Well, that's it for this episode. Now, hopefully you've learned a few things. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider letting your like-minded friends know about it. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, shoot safe.